0: Bye.
1: Expectations. I'm your host, Lane. I am here with Johnny. Hello. Justin.
0: <laughs> also hello.
1: Kyle.
2: Also, also hello. Dylan. Also, also, also
1: hello. And Evan should be joining us soon. We'll see if that happens. And um, Devin no, hello. is not joining us this week for very special reasons.
0: He had a,
3: something
1: some fucking baby or something. That's stupid. Yeah, something like that.
0: His wife had some manner of growth extracted. <laughs> <laughs> we discussed not bringing up the massive, names of those who shall not be removed. mentioned for not showing the fuck up on time.
1: Yeah, it's yeah well, he's, that's, a, that's a good reason. It's a decent reason. No, it's not. <laughs> I just... Anyway. It's a standard medical
0: procedure. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Anyways, welcome to our podcast. We we talk video games, usually our game of the month, and then we go over other current events in the gaming industry. Uh, Without further ado, I think we can get right into it. Our game of the month this month was Hollow Knight. Read the description here. Hollow Knight was a 2017 action-adventure game developed and published by Team Cherry and was released for PC and Mac in uh, mid-2017 and then later on consoles in 2018. And I guess part of it was raised or funded through a Kickstarter, which raised about $50,000. That's pretty cool. Uh, The game follows a Nameless Knight, commonly referred to as Ghost or The Knight by fans, as they traverse an ancient plague-infested kingdom inhabited by various insects known as Hollow Nest. The Knight must travel through Hollow Nest, fighting bosses and unlocking new abilities to progress as they uncover the mysteries of the kingdom. Hollow Knight was well-received by critics and has apparently sold over 3 million copies as of December of 2020. Um, Yeah, so again, it's described as an action-adventure, kind of a Metroidvania-type game. Uh, I did discover that they also have their own website, kind of like their own Perlman game. So if anybody listening is so inclined, you can go to hollowknight.com, I guess, and get more specific info. But, I mean, it got great reviews. It got 9 out of 4 on IGN, or 9.4 out of 10 on IGN. Uh, 90% on Metacritic, and then whopping 10 out of 10 on Steam. So this game performed very well with the masses, and uh, I think I understand why. I mean, I really like this game. But I think I'll let Johnny talk about it first.
4: Uh, Honestly, I didn't play it all too much. Uh, I had stuff going on with moving shit, and uh, I have played this game before, and I got to... Uh, probably not even the point that I had played this game for, but, uh, I mean, it's a beautiful game, it's, it's hand-drawn, Cuphead claims to be the first game to be hand-drawn, but this is, this released before Cuphead.
1: Ooh, um, controversy. <laughs> uh,
4: there's a oh, lot of... Tea, spill in the tea. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that hot goss. <laughs> a lot of, uh, like, uh... A lot of this game reminds me of uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night, like save stations, uh, bosses that you can come back and beat instead of taking that path. You can choose different paths. You yeah. also get very lost if you don't have any of the mapping. It, uh, prov- it provides a great challenge, especially uh, I had just beat the first fight of Hornet. I don't know if you guys got to that point. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. yeah. So after I beat her, I went down and didn't have mapping for it, and just got destroyed by all those exploding jellyfish, and couldn't find my way back to my shadow to get my uh, money back.
1: <laughs> oh, that sucks.
4: <laughs> yeah. Um, you have to, like,
2: fight your shadow, don't you? Yeah, you have yeah, to fight it. You like only people. have to land, like,
1: two hits on it, but... Yeah. So, so, like, do you ever um, get better weapons?
3: Um, yeah. What was that? Yeah, you do. Um, just a short answer. I'll I'll talk about it a little later, but I wanted to... Talk about Johnny's uh, comparison to Symphony of the Night because it's true. Like the even the directional attack and like how how dependent it is on you like pushing the direction to make sure you know you're like striking up or striking down. Very very yeah. Symphony of the Night. It's not super intuitive. You have to learn. Like Dude, how... I
1: didn't even know that was part of it. I didn't know you only had to. You could aim your poke. <laughs>
3: yep. You yep. can. And there's a there's a mechanic. I literally didn't even know. Johnny can chat about it a little bit, but there's a mechanic where later on you'll have to pogo off of stuff with your nail. So, like, you'll have to actually strike down at, like, spikes and you can jump over them or whatever. That's Um, cool. But fucking crazy, but anyway.
4: Yeah, there's, like, invincible bugs too, like, puzzles in that way where you have to strike downwards to bounce yourself back up and keep bouncing on those to get over gaps and stuff like that.
1: Interesting. That's pretty cool.
4: Yeah, there's definitely a lot of upgrades, too, to just get through gaps, too, that I haven't discovered. I've, I've seen a couple of them, too, like a long-range dash to go over huge gaps. Uh, yeah. Nice.
0: There was a yeah. bunch of times early on, Rag, like, <clears throat> it was honestly annoying that I couldn't, like, pick that up, like, immediately, like you do in Cuphead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I don't, I don't need to be sitting here, like, without a dodge ability. Like, I found their tutorial, yeah. like, super intuitive, but, like, that was fucking annoying.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's, I agree.
3: It's that dash, you know, like you get mm-hmm. you get the dash, you get an extended dash that'll take you all the way across the playfield. Like if you yeah. charge it, it'll it'll shoot you all the way. You get a mant, what's called a mantis claw, which allows you to jump from wall to wall. Like I figured that. you'd probably get that. At and point. then you get a smash. You get a ground smash, and those are like the the
0: movement upgrades that you get. But how do you... Where do you get those kinds of upgrades? You don't buy them at the store, right?
3: No, so they're boss battle specific. So they, oh. you have to go down to the area. So like for the Mantis, right? Like you have to go to the Mantis city, uh, the the little town. And then there's a puzzle that you do, uh, a platforming puzzle. And then you, you get to that, that upgrade. So sometimes it's a platforming puzzle. Sometimes it's a boss specific ability. You get the smash after you beat the Void Master up in the... What's city the first tiers. ability you
1: get?
3: You get the dash first. Brother. Brother. No, you get charge first. Oh, you yeah. Get the heal first, and then you get the dash after that.
4: So, yeah. The first heal like the, pig, the pig in uh, Beetle Knight armor.
2: Yeah, that Beetle Knight armor one annoyed me a few times.
3: The False Knight is what he's called. That's such a cool yeah, that's for right. that's a boss. Cool.
0: Yeah, that's that the was... guy who, like, jumps back and forth? Yes. Yeah, and, like, smashes yeah. the
3: ground and then brings the rocks
1: from the ceiling. So, wait, what ability do we get from him? I don't remember. That one's the I charge. Got...
2: That's the... Yeah, that was the charge shot.
1: Oh, yeah. that's right. That's, like, the soul burst or whatever it's yep. called. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right.
0: See, like, I felt like you should have Dash going into that fight. Because, like, I don't Gross. understand what you want me to do, like, running back and forth under this guy. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, there was dude. a few times I got cornered by him. You can take different paths to get those different upgrades, too. You just won't uh, necessarily have mapping for it.
3: That's exactly what I was just about to say. So there's, like, a way that you tackle these areas. And the first thing that you want to do is find a bench, right, so that you can sit. And then the second thing you do is you find Conifer, the dude who makes maps in that area. And that's, like, second objective once you get into a new area is, like, find those two things. Find that, Um, yeah. Yeah, and then there's also a pin that you get a uh, a charm that's called the Wayward Compass. You're supposed oh, yep. to buy yep, it. I from, got that one. You're supposed to buy it from the lady or something. I can't remember if you find it
1: or you buy it. But no, you have to um, buy it from her. But it but it marks your position on the map. So it really yeah. helps. <clears throat> it's not just a, you're looking at a fucking map and you have to guess where you are or and I know like, where you are.
3: I like that yeah. you can change the charms out every time you sit at a bench, which allows. Well, do you see like, if
2: you mess with the charms wrong, that they kind of break?
3: Well yeah they'll actually burden you. Well so there's some that are breakable charms, right? They're like fragile charms. And then there are some that like you can't go over the maximum slot. A lot Yeah, much. that's what I did. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, so you kinda... can put charms on that go over the maximum slot allotment, but it'll break them as soon as you use them. It breaks them upon death. Oh, upon mm-hmm. death. Yeah. But you can still like, equip them, even though it goes over the slot allotment.
3: I haven't been successfully able to equip one
1: without oh,
3: okay. the without the required slots. But I think there are right. some that break that rule because there's like a, a mechanic of overburdening too. Um, so I think that that's that probably comes into play later on, or if you're like speed running some shit or something. Yeah, like that. I was but
2: just being a dumbass and. It kept, like, saying, like, you can't put that there. So I kept pushing A, and then it just broke, and I was like, oop. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I could, it's kind of like you said, Lane, like, I, I could tell pretty quickly, I only played twice, and only for, like, two and a half hours, all told, but, like, probably not even that long. <clears throat> but I could tell pretty quickly that I'd probably, like, made a mistake not playing more this month, because <laughs> it is, like, a really well-crafted, fun game.
1: Like, it is, It's hard to Yeah, for sure. Um... Well, Johnny, do you have anything else to say personally about it? Well, obviously keep talking, but...
4: Uh, not really. I mean, I plan to keep playing it, just... I just pick it up here and there, though.
1: Right, yeah. Yeah, that was something that I thought about this game, too, is it's definitely one of those games that... It's really... It's pretty it's pretty fucking chill. You know, it's not too difficult of a game. It's pretty easy going. And it, doesn't it, kinda hold, one that I...
3: it doesn't hold you to a schedule.
1: You know? Right. Which yeah. is nice. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. But, um... Yes, yeah, Justin. What are your thoughts on it? <clears throat> I
0: opened my time to the floor because I played for two hours. <laughs> well,
1: yeah, but I mean, that's that's less than that's probably about the same, maybe a little less when I played. But if you have anything about it you wanted to personally say, now's your time.
0: Nope. All right. I've
3: just played the game.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Kyle Didn't
3: do his homework
1: this month.
2: Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. I liked it. It's definitely one of those ones where you have to be the, in the mood to play that game, really. I can only see myself just playing it for, like, an hour or so, and then wanting to do something new. Fun, but it's definitely not one of those ones where it's like, I can just keep playing this nonstop. And then yep. well, sometimes those games are for me, other times they're not. Uh, uh, the I like the design of the game. Like, it looked just really cool, just work and Kind of looks like Tim Burton style to me. That's
1: you know, it is—it
3: is a little Tim Burton for sure. Like the, you know, the bugs and shit. Like the theme of that is kind of Tim Burton esque, and the hand drawn top, definitely like art style. Yeah, yeah, the the hand drawn really drives that home. Too sure.
2: I recommend for people to definitely find that map first because I kept going in circles a lot and that's the part where i was starting to just get drained and be like maybe tomorrow me will enjoy this and find where i'm looking for
4: yeah that's that's why i got destroyed by those exploding jellyfish too because i couldn't find my way back to where i came from
2: you have to admit i would save up as much as i could because every time i'd go down there i'd wait until i saved a good chunk where i can upgrade in the shops with a few more items Cause I got yeah, the one yeah. that has like the little light, like that little fairy that follows you, so it's a lot brighter when you walk around, so you can see a little bit better. I definitely recommend that one. And then the other one is like that magnet, so you can start the stuff with the enemies you kill. Some of them will fall into spike pits, and you can't go get that money. So get the oh. magnet, so it can just grab it all.
4: Yeah, yeah.
0: Where do you get that stuff at? It's purchased.
2: Uh, it's, yeah, it's in the first shop.
0: Oh, uh, but or that, that I shop shop think I
2: might be wrong though. because. I that's think I might be wrong, because there was the another system. guy. Okay. Yeah, so but it, there's another guy you progress. meet down there.
3: I think it's Sly. I think it's the little fly guy that
2: ends up coming. Yeah, out it is. To, Dylan, Dylan's right. Yeah, so mm. they... yeah, it's they, not the first
3: shot. Then. And what's kind yeah. of funny, so his his inventory doesn't actually um, change unless you pass a boss battle. So that's, that's like, true. he'll get more inventory or different charms based on how many you have and like what bosses you've completed. So definitely, and it and it plays towards the narrative of like you're um, clearing out more and more of these areas underneath there, and like the exploration piece of it for sure. Um, I think that the um, charms that Kyle picked up are like really good early pickups for sure, because that's annoying when you get the a bunch of geo that drops from an enemy and it just falls into a pit. You're like, yeah, you need that money to level
2: up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, it was fun like I said it's just it's definitely one of those, those games you have to really be in the mood that you're like play that if some like I'll play it if I'm downloading something else
1: interesting
0: in the same I way agree, actually
1: I don't know if I agree with that huh. I feel like I can put this game up whenever I feel like it's like a great game that like if I'm pissed off at Call of Duty or something else, I can just like go to this game and unwind because it's like you know kind of chill and just play through it and the one t- like the one time i played it i played it for probably like 4 hours though because like to me it just kind of felt like a game like once you were kind of in your first groove in that that first kind of level and you got the the map layout down pretty well you could go around pretty easily just like go down kill a bunch of bugs to get a bunch of money go out of the room come back in kill a bunch of bugs if you need to if you find a room with a bunch of bugs because and then you can just get stock up on money go up to the shop and buy a bunch of shit that you need and then you can go down and you're stocked up and you're ready to go and a big thing in this game for me was like the healing mechanic the intrinsic healing mechanic cuz a lot of these games have a healing mechanic but this one every time you kill someone you get stuff to heal yourself with it's
2: literally built in well no do. well I'm yeah. a little bit
1: on the side of that
2: because you really later on like with that charge shot It's either am I going to do a charge or do I save
1: this just in case I get hit because I need a heal. So what I will say takes a good chunk of uh, of that healing power.
3: Yeah, you're good. No, so one of the things I'll say is that there are charms in that game that are built to people who want to cast spells like that. Like it's literally there's one called the shaman, right, which pulls more energy from people that you kill, right? So you end up receiving more, therefore you have more mana health to cast these things. Whatever
1: it is. I
3: will say that Kyle is right that there is a certain... You have to pick to play that way if you want to play that way. Otherwise, you use it for healing, and then you just go around beating the shit out of stuff. You know what I mean? Like, it's not a... It's a one or the other kind of thing.
0: You you like can do a mage playthrough if you want. But
3: but what I liked about it is that you can hot swap these charms out. So you can really change your playstyle... Whenever you would like, to, uh, throughout playing the game, like you can just uh, you know sit at a bench and you're like, okay, I want to use some spells on this boss because it looks like it's going to be a little easier. You swap in your charms, and you you attempt to to run through that way. So I think that it gives you yeah. a lot of option for sure, and you don't have to play one specification in order to play through.
2: But, yeah, and there's all those secret areas too where. Like, in the very first level, if you find that little cave area, it's like a pool, yep, and it just keeps God your health springs. going.
1: Yeah, the hot so springs. There's,
3: even That's like op- of- there's optional bosses in this game that are not critical path bosses. So yeah. when you go to the Mantis Village, there's these things called the, the Mantis Elders, right? They're underneath, they're at the bottom of this map. And you can go and challenge them, right? And what ends up happening is if you beat them, when you're walking through the mantis parts, the enemies will bow to you because they like <laughs> now respect you. Like they're That's not cool. hostile anymore. <laughs> you can still kill them if you want. It's pretty but cool. They'll never turn hostile unless you hit that enemy. And if you hit that enemy, the other ones don't turn hostile as well. So it's kind of
0: an interesting. Maybe dominant. if I just watch them take this ass beating, he won't fuck with me.
2: That's exactly <laughs> it. Yeah. Do you guys find any of those uh caterpillars? I oh, found oh, yeah, almost dude. all of them. I mean,
1: I you know, yeah, you go back to their
2: room.
1: Gifts.
3: Yep. Yep. He'll yeah, every you.
1: life. Every yeah. life if you die, you go into the caterp- caterpillar room and they'll throw money at you. The
3: more and <laughs> more that you find as well, the better those gifts get. Oh, yeah. Like he'll give you a part of a like a heart vessel, like in Zelda, oh, you know, nice. you'll get like pieces where you'll get a mask um That's of cool. of health or whatever. So it get, it scales too, which is Matt dope.
1: Well, I know that they gave out more money, but I didn't get enough, apparently, to get other goodies out of them. But I thought that was cool, too. What else, Kyle?
2: That was about it. I mean, I guess also just getting frustrated with some of the enemies. Even the smallest enemies, you try and focus too hard to not try and get hit so you don't waste your health. And then you get hit by them. Especially the ones that shoot at you. Those are the ones that drove me nuts.
0: No, I didn't play enough because I never got shot at one time. (laughs)
2: <laughs> not the best at video games
0: <laughs> well so like i could see what you said earlier too kyle like it's like i more so like it is a really easy game to play lane i agree with that but like more so what you said earlier about like only being able to captivate me for like an hour hour and a half because that was even earlier i was trying to like cram some more in just to like get an experience out of it and after like an hour and 15 minutes i was like yeah, i'm good i <laughs> will
2: probably wait to play this again until monday yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. Well, what do you think, Dylan?
3: So I think I'm one of the only people that got really close to finishing. I um, think so, too. so nerd, I know, right? but see, the <laughs> thing is that like I love games like this. Like when you give me a Dead Cells like game, like I am all over. I was the only one who finished Dead Cells. You know, Justin and I came about the same length into um, West of Dead. So, you know, things like that, like, I really, really enjoy it. If the mechanics are good, I'm in, like, until the end. And that's why I fell off of West of Dead 2s. I just didn't find myself liking the mechanic. Total personal preference. Nothing wrong with that at all. Um, So a couple of things I wanted to hit on really quick, and then we'll, we'll go to general chat. But there's that game's aesthetic changes every new place you open up, which I really appreciate. Like there's yeah. no um there there is no redundancy like wherever you go. It's something completely different. Right. It's there's true, yeah. there's one where it's like a it's the fungal waste is what it's called and it's just mushrooms and fucking high color everywhere and like these enemies will um release spore clouds that are like a bright orange color. You know that kind yeah. of thing. So there's a lot of right. a lot of visual um, aesthetic in in, in this game. I, I hate using that word because it's so campy. But like the it, it has a lot of good feel to it. Every time you open up a new area, I want to stay there and like finish. Yeah, finish or it explore, out. explore it. Yeah, there's a lot of is a lot like symphony in symphony of the night and other games where you'll find keys to unlock new areas i love the optional bosses um you don't have to defeat them but what they give you is you know invaluable when it comes to how you perform what i will say just warning to everyone here i fucking played this game with a guide and it changed my experience significantly I felt yeah. the same way. I've been trying to play this game for four years. It's been in my Steam library. I just haven't ever been able to pick it up and, and play it through. And when I was trying to rush uh, for the podcast, I, I decided I was like, you yeah, know, I'm just going to fucking read the fan wiki guide to this in- and yeah. critical path. And it changed my experience permanently. I was so captivated at that point.
0: So, because you knew what you were working towards instead yeah. of like blindly stumbling through these areas and getting oh, yeah. lost in circles. Yeah, so that's how I played Dark Souls, and I did the same shit with that. Yeah, I think fucking, some games are like I think some games are like better to play with like a guide because yeah. I'm on adult with shit to do, and I can't. have uh, yeah. the time to run through the same fucking room ten times.
3: Like, and I, you know, yeah. and I'm not ashamed. I've been playing JRPGs for forever. Each one of those games, you play with a guide, right? Because they're incredibly long. There's yeah. decisions that you make. That have consequences so far later on in the game that you need to know so like justin can attest i had a really really hard time with bloodborne on the piece sat down with a guide and built some understanding of how the game worked what i was working for um and the options that i had right these paths that i could go down um there's a similar nick in bloodborne and the dark souls games that's in this game where you can find shortcuts back to places, that helps a lot when you're navigating areas. Um, you unlock those shortcuts. You get as far as you can, right? You unlock the three or four shortcuts, you die, and then your trip back to your spirit is like exponentially yeah. less arduous, right?
4: For
3: so sure. like, that, that I really liked. I like the characters, even though they're not voiced, like I feel like they're written very well, yeah. and they're all very unique. This I agree v- with that. There's this vendor called the Leg Eater, <laughs> and he is like a fucking psycho- psychopathic bug. He's not infected, right? He's just like fucking crazy. And he's like, you're going to give me more money, right? You can't even look at his shop until you give him like 80-something geo. He's like, you want to see something nice? And he's like... Give me some money, right? So, like,
0: He's <laughs> a fucking businessman right yeah, there.
3: Yeah, yeah. and you find these warriors that are clearing the areas with you along the way that you can talk to as you get into a new area. Um, That's pretty things, things like that, and they'll reappear. Yeah. Um, sometimes you'll sit down at a bench, and when you respawn at the bench, there'll be a warrior sitting right next to you, and mm-hmm. you can talk to him, right, because he's resting there. So I really like that. I feel like the boss battles um, have a really good... Variety and like mechanics each one is very different um, with Johnny's fight um, That's the first time that you get any kind of quick enemy that can that can really run around the field the battlefield and Like move then you have to really track her movement like that's the first time you get one of those bosses like that And it's a it's a hard boss battle because of that. You're not used to
4: it so yeah, it's all about memorizing patterns, too. Like, you're yeah. going to you're gonna die because it's your first time fighting.
3: Yep, it's, like, it's, it's, it's a Dark Souls through and through like that. Like, it's pattern memorization, getting familiar with the boss. Um, back to the boss is not an easy feat. Most of the time, there's no save points right before a boss battle. There's usually one that's close enough, but yep. not super close. So you still have to fight back to them. Like, there's several times I've lost boss battles because I got to the area, and I'm like, I have two health left um and clear the area behind me again to get some more health built up like and then go back to this and and do it again um that being said I've lost a lot of money to um playing this game and that like you're trying to work to a boss and um I've lost thousands of geo um because I just got into situations where I couldn't get my ghost back um things annoying, but that's a dark souls mechanic too, right? You lose your soul sometimes cause you get cocky on your second run through. You don't have your shit back yet. And yeah, you know, that kind of thing. So, um, and I think that I, I wanted to talk about was the fact that, um, this game is significantly longer than any of its counterparts. Right. So like, if you stack it up to dead cells, like the, the play time is much longer um, because there's, like, 15 different areas that you can explore. All of them are large. Um,
4: They're all bigger than the first, too. Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah, absolutely. And they have different um, platforming, you know, shit that you have to do in order to, to get through them. less um, the, the same way in this game as it is in, like, Dead Cells where you have to have the mobility abilities unlocked to get into certain areas. So that's, I mean, that's just a par for the course. Kind yeah, of Thing, um, really with the guide, I have found myself sitting for four to five hour stints at a time and unlocking areas and having a hard time tr- stopping playing because I'm like, oh, I could get, you know, to the next bench or I could get to the next boss battle. So, yeah.
0: So the answer is too old for mystery and games anymore.
3: I can't do it without a guide anymore, man. Like it just <laughs> isn't a thing. Like I'm, like you said, I'm not going to waste my time in the way of like. And maybe you'd have more fun as a kid playing this game and you put uh, a hundred hours into it and explore and do cool shit.
2: But I, I'd agree with you, Dylan. Though I think I'd enjoy doing it with a guide because you know, word of.
3: This one literally tells me how you, I like, to
2: enjoy it It's like, or precisely. To,
3: yep. And, and this guy that well, I followed, like, it was like, you get to this point, literally go right until you fall down a hole, and then you, you know, it was, like, literally past, like, you know, and, and readable. But,
1: I mean, even it it honestly gives you like more freedom because you know the path you're supposed to be on. So, you know, you can mainline it and get some gear. But then after that, you're like, all right, I got some solid gear because I mainline pretty hard. I can go around and get some of these other areas, check them out, see what's there. And uh, then you, you know exactly where you need to start back up on your main path again. So, I mean, you're not always focused on trying to find the next thing like you would if you didn't have a fucking guide. You're, you can just kind of focus on, like, yep. focus on the path, get some shit, and then explore, and then yeah. go back to the path. That's right? exactly like, Whatever yeah. you want to do. Yep.
2: You
0: don't have to worry where, about accidentally like, crippling your game, your, like, playthrough, or, like... yeah. No, exactly. You find all the cool secrets, and you're like, this is cool. You guys hit this really well. Good job. Yeah,
3: right. <laughs> yeah. and, <Yeah>. and you... unstoppable. <laughs> you know, there are characters... <laughs> I never that, would have found this. Cool. That's right. Exactly. There, there are characters that you can find and save that you can completely miss. Like, they're not readily available. They're not on the critical path. Like, and so you're, if you're not literally exploring... Justin asked a question earlier, or I think it was Justin, but... Um, do you ever get other weaponry? Mm-hmm. Do you continue with Hail... But when you get to a place called the City of Tears, you find what's called a Nailsmith, and this dude will charge you like 250 bucks to fix your broken nail, the one that you get in the beginning. And then if you find this special ore later on, you can bring it back to him, and he can upgrade the, the nail. So it scales in damage. No. There's yeah. also oh. charms. A nail and a nail. That's right. The, there's <laughs> charms that um, will extend... The length of your nails swing, right? So when you, it, nice. it, it increases your attack distance, yeah, um, and stuff like that. And those things scale. So if you put two attack a distance um, charms on, it will it will you scale reach across like the
1: damn room. Yeah. So notes. so
3: there's really cool ways that you can have fun with it and break it, you know, and and yeah, and enjoy that. So, um, but that's my kind of parting piece. I haven't finished it yet. Um, I fully plan on sitting down and finishing. I'm in the last area technically in the game, so, yeah. um, but it is cripplingly hard because there are, um, the platforming, the platforming in this game is ruthless, like, and you can straight, that's how I've lost most of my Geo, is not by enemies, but by platforming puzzles, and I just could not get back to my shadow because I fucked up the platforming again on the second go-around. So, yeah. um, <clears throat> But really cool helmets, you
4: know. Yeah, there's like puzzles, kind of like Super Meat Boy. Once you get the claws on, uh, when you can hang on the wall, it's where you have to keep jumping and then lasers come down. Uh, like you're in between lasers, and then you have to keep jumping to stay in between those lasers, and yeah, stuff like that. I'll never play uh, that game and, again. I oh, hate that <laughs> You
3: know, there's these sections where so you're expected to latch onto the wall, fall slowly down the wall, and then the one adjacent to you has no spikes on it, and so you're supposed to dash over to that wall and, you know, uh, climb down it, and then you're, you're, like, missing spikes and shit like that. Like, it
0: does See, get... Tell me there's never buzz sauce.
3: There's no buzz sauce, but there are lasers and <laughs> there's spikes. I laser. was gonna
1: ask about lasers. <laughs>
3: there's mad lasers
1: <laughs> later on. lasers.
3: That's my piece. I really enjoyed this game. Nice. I found that the guide really enriched my experience, and I will be finishing it because I just kind of I like the game a lot. I don't think I'll be going back to it after I finish it. You know? I yeah. just want to get it under my
1: belt and see the yeah. end. But. Sure. Well um Dylan, we're not going to general discussion. <laughs> 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 um Yeah, man. I mean I've always wanted to like these like side scroller Metroidvania type games. Uh, I loved, like, the aesthetics of uh, Dead Cells. I did like Dead Cells, but I don't know. I did really get that into it. Um, But this one, I really did. I really liked this game a lot. I didn't play it a ton. Uh, I didn't get super far. I got a little bit... I probably got three-quarters of the way through, like, the uh, second area. (laughs) But um, I really did like the game. I I thought it was... uh, The art style, obviously, we talked a lot about that already, but I thought they did a really... Good job with that. I like how, I like it when these games have the the background, the mid ground, and the foreground. So absolutely, so they, add, they yeah. add the depth to it. Yep. And everything. I thought that's a really nice touch. And with the art style, it just looks it looks really good. Um, it was a game changer for me. I feel like you just never get that right off the bat in a game, you know. And so you just kind of grind in a little bit until you finally you're like, yes, I got a fucking healing flask. I can use it twice, and then I gotta find somewhere to fill it up. But you know, right off the bat, you can heal yourself, and every strike on an enemy or every enemy kill gives you you know the ability to do that again. so I think that probably is what kept me going for so long is you know you can find you know the attack rhythm that you need to have when you're fighting these guys, and so you can kill these guys and if even on the first boss, like you, you, his, he's got a very specific like attack pattern, and if you can nail that down, you have a couple minutes to heal yourself or a couple seconds to heal yourself in between his attacks if you can if you can make that work so
3: to that I point, just thought it was that there's, no, a, there's also a charm that allows you to heal faster, so that's like a pivotal thing in battles where you have these bosses that are throwing shit at you all the time, right you're able to at least build up one more more bar of health um, and then you can kind of get back into the fight and I like how that feeds into the exploring too because you can make a tactical decision of like, I'm halfway through this area if I just go kill some things I can go heal back up. Right,
1: yeah. Yeah, that was definitely something and uh, yeah, like you just said um, I would find my, maybe I got killed in the boss battle or something so I worked my way back over there and by the time I get to the door, I'm like, I wish I had full health. So you can go back to the other room and just kill some bugs, you stack your your health or your mana, whatever you want to call it, up so you can heal yourself, and uh, you go in and fight the boss. But uh, I really, you know, I kind of feel bad when I don't put in the full time that I sh- that everybody else did when we get to the podcast. But at the same time, it's kind of nice because it kind of makes me wonder. Yeah, play just game to put more. a
2: lot of work in.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he really grinded this, this uh, month. Uh, but no, just kind of hearing about all the charms and the weapon upgrades and stuff you can do later on and uh, different abilities you can get. Uh, it's uh, really cool because I like this game a lot already, so it's cool to like... But you want to talk cool shit, ready. Kyle?
0: <laughs> Did you figure out how to cheese the false knight?
2: I totally want to spoil it for you.
0: Did any of you guys figure that out?
1: The what?
0: How to cheese the false knight? I know you didn't because you didn't even know all you right. could aim your, aim your hits. Oh, yeah, I didn't. Fucking uh, after he like after the first time you knock his head off and he like has a bitch fit, he fucks up the wall, I think. And like I was able to like knock out a chunk of the wall and just like go around and just hit him from below. <laughs> like
1: funny. I, yeah. I actually didn't I
3: didn't do that actually. Yeah, Damn. I'm surprised. Yeah. I I, I did, did it. Just... I just don't want to ruin it for you guys. No. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> <I'm alive. laughs> But it's cool to hear because even someone like me, who's over three quarters of the way through the game, almost done. I, I didn't approach the boss battle that way. I didn't utilize that mechanic.
0: So that's it didn't. Really cool. I ended up fucking it up because I like. It's really just a shortcut to go past him. I think effectively, but like, I would. You'd have to jump at an angle to hit him, and I like jumped past the platform and wasn't able to make it back up to finish the fight.
2: But. <laughs> no, that actually would have been nice because there's a few times that guy would corner me in the wall and just slam on me.
0: And they just get
1: furious. Yeah. I found that I was never cornered, though, because I could you could always stay far enough in the corner. And if you just keep hitting him enough times, if you hit him enough times, he automatically jumps backwards. So if you can just avoid like the first two attacks and then hit him enough times, he'll jump backwards and you're not trapped anymore. Talking about that, dude, I
3: liked the fact that so, certain yes. bosses or patterns you could bait that shit out, yeah. which is yeah, cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's nice. That's part of why it's such a like it's not an impossible, doesn't feel like an impossible game, you know? Like there's a rhythm to it, you can find your rhythm and uh it's not like a competitive game in the sense that like it's so beautifully drawn and there's new areas everywhere that all look totally different with different enemies, different types of enemies with different abilities. But like with even with like the standard bugs that you find on the ground, there's an attack rhythm to those guys too. And you can do it perfectly every time and never get hit once and uh, just kind of fly through areas. Um, I feel
2: like I have to attack them though. Like, you could avoid them, but you're just in your mind, you're like, I need to kill these so I can have money.
0: No, well, I mean, it's just it's the more yeah, like strategy, like, hit and run. Like, this is a total... It, it's funny, because I never even fucking thought about this in Dark Souls terms until Dylan talked about the... like. I never even drew that connection. That this is just Dark Souls as a 2D game.
3: Absolutely, completely.
0: It is hundred percent. Yep. Yeah, it has bonfires. It has souls. It has like the whole fucking shebang This is like, and that's like a part of it too. Whatever the hell Kyle was just saying, I got off sidetracked and forgot.
2: <laughs> uh, avoiding enemies or not hitting. Enemies. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. You want it? You want to hit and run? Like you want to like yeah, hit them the and thing. then like, like back out a little bit and like yeah, like exactly. you're talking about the pattern.
1: Yeah. Yeah yeah cuz I mean, even the little bugs on the ground you get close enough they'll charge at you but you hit them once it knocks them back you back up to not get hit by that and then you go forward hit them again and you just do that like twice or three times and it's easy to do and if you recognize that and you can get in that rhythm and most of the bugs have like a a pattern like that that you at least like the common ones that you can find you guys out? had
0: me you guys had me thinking earlier too talking about the false knight fight with like healing because the first time I got like I smacked his head a bunch and got my like juice filled, I immediately yeah. went to just like heal all the way and got smoked. Yeah, and like <laughs> you guys were talking about that, and I was like, well, there's never one time in a Dark Souls fight you can crack off all five Estus flasks. Like, okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
3: using blood vials and bloodborne, like you maybe get the chance to do one in between a enemy behavior pattern, right? And you're yeah. like, okay, now I can heal. But the fact that I can bait behavior. Out of enemies, right, and like yeah. actively have a role in pulling out a certain attack, so that I could, I know I'm like I'm, I'm clear to attack him after this happens,
1: like right. Because very you, dark. If, once you know his attacks, you know what he does after the attack. You know if there's a follow up attack. So if you can coax it out of him, like if you get too close and he mm-hmm. tries to slam you, you just back up. You know, you know after that slam, he opens up, or you know oh, on another attack, he'll come back for like you know like a double strike or something so yeah yeah so you know I thought there were a lot of really cool things about this game like that that made it simple enough that you didn't feel like you were just being beat into the ground and um it it felt like you were actually progressing even if you did die in a boss battle I mean you learned you learned about his moves you learned about his fight pattern and um I don't know how it is but at least in the first area if you um if you uh, die the first boss fight, before you even fight the boss, you have to kill, like, four or five enemies before he drops from the ceiling. So you have an opportunity to go in there and kill your ghost, be- but not have to worry about killing your ghost while you're fighting the fucking boss, which, uh,
3: so you know, thought that was cool. It is cool, and you're correct. So if it's a large boss, right, if it's a primary boss, what it'll do most of the time is it will actually put the ghost, like, a little bit away from the boss battle uh, uh, just right before... It happens, right? If it's an optional boss, it puts it in the fucking arena. So you have to also get your yeah. ghost while you're in the arena. So gotcha. that's that's kind of fucked up. Talking about enemy behavior really quick before we get off of it. Like, there's a boss later on in that game called the Void Master, and this dude teleports, right? And yeah. he does this, like, teleport slam on you. But he can actually fake behavior. So he gotcha. can, like, fake a slam, and then bait you into jumping before you're supposed then, to be jumping. Yeah, and then slam yeah. the shit out of you. So that's something Man, that that's I've, pretty cool though. That's something I've seen in Dark Souls games, right? Where they'll Yeah, that's a tactic. They'll feign like you think you know. Yeah, they'll feign <laughs> an attack and you're like, I've seen this attack, it's coming. And, yeah, and um and I know what to do. So it,
1: it is kind of cool that, that they've incorporated
3: that element. But.
1: Yeah, that is dope really liked what i played of this game i really want to keep playing it and um like i said talking about everything it's got me hype running into all this cool and getting all these new cool abilities and equipment and stuff and i'll definitely look at the game guide um i guess oh there is one thing i wanted to do the fucking cartography tools do anything because you just have to buy a new fucking map for each area anyways so what is the
3: point what they do and i so just as a as a uh, forward here i don't use them Right, but I actually understand like what they do. So it's basically a pin that you can put in the map that will tell I'll you use mark. Yeah, so it'll tell you like there's a there's a pin that has a little bench on it, right? And you can buy that pin and next time you're in an oh. area you can mark where a bench is because it will not
1: mark them on the map. Like the But I think once you buy the pins. Yeah, you can it use will. them. I think it automatically does them on the map for you because like, I bought the cartography tools and I didn't think there was anything to it. And uh, or I, I thought there would be, and then I got to the swamp area, and it was like no map. And I'm like, I got tools.
3: So, so that's but, one thing I will say that I'm maybe a little bit ignorant on because um, I don't use them personally. I just know their function, but right? But I it did, will, it will mark. So I
1: think maybe what it does is it'll automatically mark when you have the cartography tools. Because yes. I bought the cartography tools, and you know it had no real function as far as I could tell. And then later on, I realized I had like a thousand fucking bucks or whatever so I went up to the shop and I literally just bought everything I bought all of the markers that I could and I opened up my map and lo and behold a bunch of shit was marked on there and I was like cool so So,
3: you know that's pretty cool because so one of the things that's important is that pen that you get yeah so if you buy the pen every time you sit at a bench it will update your map of what you've seen while you're in there
1: yeah maybe okay
3: yeah so so what I assume is that when you update a part of the map that you're exploring and then you sit down at a bench if you have the pins it will also put the pins in there to annotate like where something is like a bench or gotcha. a shop or right, right. you know something like that but i've actually well, been able to cool. do the game without it
1: i just kind of yeah, yeah. remember where shit is and it's been not very unmanageable nice but well, yeah so overall i definitely liked it um I would probably recommend you buy it if you're into the Metro- Metrovania-type games. Um, I don't know how much it is. We, I'll look that up while everybody else kind of does their... Would you buy it?
4: Funny. Uh, I wouldn't buy it for more than... maybe 35 bucks. I would say.
0: Yeah, I'd say 40
4: Standard indie title rate. Right,
0: yeah. Kyle?
2: Um... Uh, the same price around Johnny's range. I don't know. I guess you'd have to like tell me more about. Like, if I heard this, I would probably give it a try.
0: Like, if you like played it at a friend's house or something.
2: Yeah. Right. Even though I played Dark Souls and I love that, but it's different when you watch
3: it too. Sometimes. Yeah. I I, I would definitely buy it just because of, of where I'm at in the game and like what I've gotten out of it. I felt like I got a good deal. Um, you know, I bought it on the PC at $20 when it was on sale. I think that that's an awesome price. Um, but what I will say is that I'm not the kind of person that can get more than one playthrough out of this game. I think once I'm done one time, I don't have any interest in doing that again. So I would pay 30 to 40 bucks for it um, for one good hour playthrough, 11-hour playthrough, Cause I'm at like okay. seven and a half hours, and I'm in the last area of the game, so there's more stuff I could go mop up. But I think like ten hours total. So,
1: so yeah. what's everybody's price That's so far? Time.
3: So it's like thirty, thirty to forty dollars, depending on people's preferences. But
1: well, you're in luck because it's on sale, or it costs fifteen dollars for pretty much on pretty much day. everything. Every yeah, day. on Steam, no on problem. Nintendo. Yes. On Steam, on Nintendo, on PlayStation. I'm assuming on Xbox. I couldn't find like a solid
3: on a I, I, on a Switch. Quicker. On a on a Nintendo Switch, this game would be fucking dope. Like yeah. I I don't I bought mine on PC and I downloaded it on the Xbox, but like having a portable version of this game would be a ton of fun
1: for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's definitely a dope game. It would be sick if it was like on your phone or something. this is a game you can just pull out and play anywhere, you know. It's one of those that you can just kind of play for a quick couple minutes. So yeah, I mean, overall, I think it's positive reviews from us here. Uh, remember, if you're interested, we'll obviously uh, put uh, the name of it in the description as well as maybe we'll even link the game guide for you if we can find a link to it.: I will totally and, put it um, in there. Yeah. yeah. And then it, also, like I mentioned, Holonight.com, they got their own website if you want to look into it a little bit more. Cool. So with that, I think we'll break here, and we'll be uh, right back with you in a few minutes. Thanks, music guys. interlude. I promise this time. Just
3: <laughs> day time it was too damn long last time. Four hours of material. Uh, the
1: one time I'm like enjoy a nice little trap interlude. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's right. No there. trap interlude. <laughs> all right.
0: So totally. should we all me, right. disclose our uh, subjects amongst each other real quick while we're we'll on break?
1: Yeah. All right. For sure. Break. everybody hope you enjoyed that sick trap interlude (laughs) uh coming back in our second half here we're going to go over our individual topics we brought to the table for the month uh it's kind of a new segment we started last month where each of us have our own topic has to do with current events in gaming whether it's about a specific game or something happening into the industry or you know with upcoming consoles just kind of stuff like that um so we'll get right into it uh, my topic is—we like, kind of touched on this a little bit uh, last month—but it's about uh, PCs kind of getting so, or more and more advanced to the point to where they're almost gaming PCs, but they're not, and their sole purpose is gaming. So my question, I guess, is why aren't why aren't they made to be as good as these gaming PCs? Like console, you? right? Yeah, yeah. Why, can't the con- why aren't the mm-hmm. consoles, their sole purpose is gaming, why aren't they made to be up to par with gaming PCs? Why don't you have the option to plug in a keyboard and mouse if you want to to your console and play keyboard and mouse instead of controller? I don't know. I, I, I feel like this is kind of something that should have happened already, at least from a hardware perspective. The hardware's is there. Um, obviously, it's been around for PCs forever. Um, so I, I kind of am just wondering why consoles aren't optimized I mean, are, if you want sober. to play
2: keyboard and mouse on
1: Xbox,
2: then you might as well get a PC, in my point of view. Yeah, but yeah, But I, why, but I that's already hate point. dealing my with assholes is... like that on multiplayer that have keyboard and mouse, and they're far beyond playing against people's controllers. And I that sounds like excuses. But...
0: True. No, that's that's 100% true. No,
2: Justin seen it too when we play Call of Dude, I know you can I fucking tell the Overwatch kids,
0: you're like, alright, you goddamn keyboard and mouse bastard. <laughs> I there's,
1: there's, there's already something simple for that. Like you, can make, you can choose an option in your game they, to not play with PC players. You can choose an option in your game to not play with keyboard and mouse players. Like, so, it's, that's not really a, the issue as far as this is concerned. It's a matter of the hardware and why isn't, even if you're playing on controller, why isn't it as good as PC? I love even this. you can
3: this topic, for sure. And there's a couple of reasons why. Like, you guys all know that, you know, I've been a PC gamer for a very long time. Especially Justin knows that. Um, You know, I've been playing Counter-Strike on PCs at, at Mom's house for forever. You know, I was yeah. always kind of into that. One of the things that I feel like happened recently that has kind of sparked the change is that... So... Game consoles were made for a specific purpose, right? It was always gaming, right? So the hardware that was inside of it, the components inside of it are really geared towards doing that. And it doesn't have a lot of, like, multi-processing that it has to do, you know, or multi-thread processing because you're not doing, you know, you don't have one monitor up there, you're playing a game, and then you're playing, you're doing an Excel spreadsheet on the other monitor. Right. right, like it doesn't yeah. have to abide by that rule. I think that that has changed, um, and more recently than not. And I think one of the things that that sparked that was the new Xbox console in particular, um, and them putting the games for Games Pass uh, available for PC, um, or at yeah. least a selection of them. So, right. I th- and it's a big selection; it's not anything to be scoffed at. So, yeah. I think this topic. Has been evolving, but really slowly over the course of time, right? And there's I mean, this... it's
1: not something I even thought about until within the past couple years, because it's you know, PC gaming has become more and more prevalent as <laughs> streaming and stuff like that has become more and more prevalent, and you kind of realize that all these streamers, you know, playing on PCs and they're playing games that are available on Xbox and PlayStation and all that, but they're playing them at such better quality with such better like hardware and stuff like that to make them run so much smoother and have better graphics and all this. And it's like, games are, or gaming consoles are meant for gaming. Why, you know, why, I, I why are this, these seem downgraded?
3: I, I liken these to, to cars, right? And, and bear with me here really quick. So there's like the Toyota Camry, right? That's really made for everybody. Like it's a form and function. It's a yeah. car. It gets you from point A to point B. There are people who, you know buy you know nissan 350 zs and then mod them out right to have a better yeah. driving experience for themselves right so i think that that ideology is starting to imprint on consoles and pcs when it comes to like i want my own custom machine but i still want to be able to play with my friends so that's the only reason why i have a fucking xbox is so i can play with you guys yeah or, like right. things like that like you know, and now that's looking less and less like that's going to be
1: the case, and I'm super jazzed about. So, that. like, so maybe like I, something I, I, whoops, my bad. Something I've kind of thought about is maybe the reason is because the components and the hardware are so expensive, it would just drive the console price through the roof, right? And that's yeah. understandable. It probably would. So maybe you don't put the hardware in the Xbox, but put expansion slots in the Xbox. Let me open it up and put in better graphics cards. Let me put, you know. It's Let me funny. upgrade the hardware. It's funny that you but say the that. Problem again, with that? Okay,
0: history. so part of part of the issue with that is like building your game out, right? So, like, part of the reason Cyberpunk yeah. was so fucked was because they tried, they like weren't able to optimize it properly for like the current gen consoles, right? Like they built it to the specs of the new gen yeah. consoles, and then when they tried to like build it to the old gen specs, it just was a pile of shit because it didn't me- allocate memory pro- properly and things like that. Yeah, so there's a lot of like technical. PC. Yeah. There's a lot of, like, technical reasons behind, like, wanting to, like, have the, like, software or the hardware of the system be, like, uh, just that. Like, that's the hardware you're going to have. It's it's the standard. You know that. So you can program to it as opposed to, like, programming and, like, having this game work really good. If you have the special graphics card, but then you're excluding everybody who just has the base console and shit like that. Like, at that point, yeah, it's, like, I, the I pile understand stuff,
1: that, stuff, a but PC. I don't. I don't understand how that would necessarily change you from making a game that's, that's dumbed down for lower consoles, the base console, or for a game, for basically just release the game that's optimized for PC for Xbox. I know that there's probably differences, there, in how it, there's definitely differences in how it's formatted for PC and Xbox, there, but I mean, they already base, make different versions of the game.
3: They do. There are base levels, though, like, I, I, I firmly believe in what Justin is saying is true. Well, I'm not
1: saying he's wrong. I'm just, no, no, no.
3: About, you know. I, you know, I'm not coming at it like that. But it's just to expand on it. Like, he's oh, wrong. Yeah, he's wrong. Fuck that guy. Fuck him. <laughs> no. But so they, you know, one of the things I'll say is that you cannot apply for every edge case, right? When yeah. it comes to building a game. So one of the things that we have a really hard time with is that. So, would you guys pay for an Xbox that is as expensive as what I pay for my PC? Like, I have a $1,400 PC upstairs. Like, would you fucking pay that? No, the average consumer would not. Like, it's a luxury item, 100%. And so, to strike a balance between giving someone like me the option to make my shit look way nicer, right, and then programming a base game for everybody else that has like hardware and they program for two consoles, they program for a PlayStation, they program for an Xbox, right?
0: Yeah.
3: And sometimes the switch. Yeah. And sometimes the switch and, and we have seen time and time again with ports to different consoles and things like that, that something always suffers. There is not a game on market that doesn't have some kind of quirk or flaw on a port to a different thing right like there there is none that operate the same way across the board for everything right yeah so i think that what we're going to see is that microsoft has adopted your ideology right that they want a single platform they don't make money on consoles that's one thing we haven't talked about yet so every console that they've sold since the beginning of fucking time they've taken a loss on Right? It's to get people onboarded to the platform so they buy software, so they get right. on the Xbox Live uh, Games Pass and Gold plans, right? Because that's where right. they make that real money. Yeah. Like, exactly. they've been charging people, millions of people, a um, monthly subscription for almost 10 years now to play Xbox on the Xbox One, right? That's. Far and away where their income is. They don't give a shit. But what they want is they want someone like me who doesn't want to buy an Xbox. They still want me buying into that, right? So they're going to give me the option on PC to say, okay, well, you know, here's some stuff for you too. And we would like to integrate these platforms. And, you know, we'll give, like, Gears of War is a good example. It was the first game, Gears of War 3, I believe, or, or the one after that, that got a PC matchmaking option. Right? and it was a separate queue that you got into, and um, so you could distance yourself from that if you didn't want to play on a controller versus people like that. But I think that um, that will continue to be the case. I think that the newest Xbox looks a lot like a PC as it sits. It's like, like know, a it's, tower
1: setup. It's really you know? close to it, man. There's yeah. towers mm-hmm. that look a
3: lot like that on, yep. on the PC side of things. Like I have one in my fucking entertainment center, a Linux like pc that has yep. a decent graphics card in it that i could play jackbox and whatever game i want to play on the big tv right so i think that we're in the half step we're like almost there and right if this xbox is going to be around for almost 10 years like the last one i feel like that change is easily implemented yeah but well, I they hope haven't, so. They haven't had a powerful enough. Let's be frank. They haven't had a powerful enough console to even make that a conversation until this. Yeah. Until this cycle, like they yeah, haven't sure. had a fucking Xbox that's even a contender, or a and maybe that's, that's why it contender. hasn't
1: really. Maybe that's why it hasn't really occurred to me since then, right? It's because consoles have never been on the level of PCs, but now we're kind of getting to the point where they damn near are, and. I don't know. I guess from where I, I'm, I'm sure there are you know, problems with it from a, a development standpoint, but I don't see why you can't have the option to put in a better graphics card. Like, how does you a graphics, might just
0: be calling you know, the shot where this all moves to more like the games or service-driven things that you can access from whatever like hardware you have, and like yeah, especially if components become like more like accessible and prices like become less crazy. Like graphics cards went off the fucking map because of like Bitcoin and things like that, but yeah. like yeah like if like if these components become more readily accessible i could see it becoming a situation like you're talking about where people kind of play on like computers just in general but you like either buy into like the gaming services that you have like microsoft's like game library right. or playstation's game library to get access right, yeah. to their exclusives like yeah maybe if,
3: uh, imagine if, if microsoft could give you a line of pcs there's six right. pcs in this lineup and they all have very different forms and functions, but they like, don't have to make prime proprietary manufacturing methods to make that happen. Like freaking like
1: HP Xbox Series, like you yes. know, like, yes. you know,
3: and 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 I would like to have HP
1: HP yeah, it's not Microsoft. Yes.
3: Also, yeah. one last thing on it is that like if you've ever built a PC, you know that like these components vary widely in size and shape and compatibility as is on a PC. You have to decide if you're going to make an AMD build or an Intel build, an NVIDIA or an AMD graphics card. And the form factors of these are very different. So giving, I think in the future, 10 years down the road, Lane, what you're talking about would be feasible where we slot in a uh, a square plastic thing into an Xbox and that's the upgraded GPU, right? Right. But for now, there's no one who manufactures anything like that. They're all very different. Like they're all, they look different. They have different profiles they have different sizes um and and capabilities right and yeah i think that they're really trying to appeal to multiple income strata when it comes to playing games
1: and they should you know absolutely i just think it'd be nice to have the option and where's my goddamn xbox vr we're
3: getting there we're getting there i think i think this complaint will be wrapped up within this generation for sure.
1: For sure. No, yeah. it definitely will.
3: You Tony know. will never pull off of that shit, by the way. Last comment. Yeah. Like, they live and die off of that shit.
1: So. Yeah. All right, well, that's my piece. That's my topic. Dylan, what's yours?
3: wanted to talk a little bit about games that we may have not given a fair shake or even a genre that we may have not given a, a fair shake in the beginning, but we've come back to a little later on in life and in a different position um, in in life and enjoyed. And I'll, like, lead with my example just to give some people some context. So um, I, for the longest time, fucking hated Dark Souls games. Like, I could not stand having to work so hard to enjoy something, right? I I didn't like that feeling, um, and I didn't like the mechanics of it. But me and Justin started playing um, Bloodborne. On the PlayStation together when he would come over for, you know, on Wednesdays where I would bring it over and I sat down a lot like we talked about with Hollow Knight where I picked up a guide um, and started like reading some literature and I tell you what, I was texting Justin on my progress and he's like, holy shit, like you have just kind of taken off on this game, for sure, every boss I would kill, I'd be like, oh my god, I, I just killed and you wrong. went from,
0: like, bitching like, about the first boss insistently, like, like, I was like, trying to convince him to play the game, because my answer is also fucking Dark Souls, and I've gone through this process of, like, whatever, like, Stockholm Syndrome we have now. And you would sit there and bitch about this first one and just bitch and bitch and bitch. And I was like, you just got to take your lumps, bro. Yep. And then all of a sudden he started texting me that he was like halfway through the game. And I'm like, what in the fuck just happened? <laughs> like- yeah. Like there was
3: these, you know, I just hit this um, this groove and I had all of the literature necessary to kind of help me and make me feel more confident. in um, like what I was playing, I have a tendency to bitch about everything. Everybody knows that. It's really for comedic purposes, right? Because when you get me angry on some shit, I get pretty funny but like, you know <laughs> it's, it's stress management it's stress management right so but i just wanted to kind of lead with my example because it's really pertinent it happened last month where i am now looking at other dark souls games once i finished bloodborne and i'm like you know i i could really enjoy oh, code that. vein like yeah code vein i want to play that i want to play <laughs> the new um the the new uh remaster um for, was it Dark Souls 1? Oh, uh, Demon Souls? Or Demon's Souls, yeah. And so, um, you know, I'm really looking at that as a possibility in my life, and I never really thought that I, I could enjoy these games. So I just kind of wanted to level it to everybody else and see if there's something that, that really captivated yeah. you guys uh, or you've come yeah. back around on. So
2: I used to make fun of World of Warcraft, and now I play it because it is freaking amazing. The story's good, and there's so much you can do in that game. What brought just, you around? I don't know. For some reason, I just kept looking into it, seeing do you play like the ad for now? it. Like, do you
3: yeah. play with uh, others? Do you think that that has something to do a little bit well, with? I how spaced much out. You're, what? What?
2: What did you say it was? You said World of Warcraft.
3: Oh, nice. Cool. Yeah. Do you think cool. that now that you're playing with people, you're liking it more,
2: or is it? Honestly, something? I could play it alone too. Oh, like, okay. The one thing I like about it too is even like let's say you join Dylan or Lane, and you're level one they do like borderlands three effect where everything will be at your level but we're fighting the same person but it'll be at my level too i'm facing people at my level so it's always enjoyable it means you still get to be helpful with your team even online or if you do raids with people you don't feel like you're useless because you're fighting people enemies your rank while they're fighting their rank you don't feel like you have to hide in the corner. No, you you to be a part of the team. That helps a lot.
3: Yeah, because I've had that issue with getting people onto um, Diablo, where it scales to whatever level you set it to, and that's it. And so I'm running people through dungeons and like leveling them up really rapidly. So that can like suck the fun out of a game sometimes, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and ruin their experience. Because That's of- how
0: beating fucking Borderlands 2 was with you guys, because you guys were 25 levels ahead of me, and so I was just watching you fucking murder everything from the corner. <laughs> <laughs> so did you never played, is is it just playing with people, or is there anything else that like has sparked it for you?
2: How open the world is, um, just there's yeah. endless possibilities of what you can do in that game, and if you feel like being a different character you can just go ahead and change your character.
1: Really, I don't know anything about World of Warcraft. So you're like not locked into a specific type of character.
2: Oh, uh, right now, yeah, I'm range. So I'm okay. just uh, uh, gotcha. I just do range.
1: And you liked cool. uh, games like Fantasy
3: Star, right? When we played through. Fantasy Star and, and stuff like that. No,
2: so. I did that just to join in with you guys that's, to play. Oh,
3: that's I hated it. That's <laughs> <laughs> but it's really that's interesting funny. because World of Warcraft's been a phenomenon for a really long time, and it's cool to hear someone who's been well re onboarded
1: like that. Yeah, for sure. I've always been but really interested in World it. of Warcraft. I played but a little I bit of Starcraft. It.
2: Somebody to try it out. Just try World of Warcraft. You can only you can only get the free month trial. Yeah, it's not boring. I thought I it'd be boring, eventually. but you can just do whatever you want in there. I, th- I think that free
3: month trial probably really
2: helps as well.
3: That so you don't oh, have yeah. to like commit at the beginning, and then you, you finally get the itch for it. Yeah, you're like I th- okay, I could do this. You know,
2: yeah, right. they're a lot yeah. nicer too. There's not like your max level is going to be like 300. They made it now where you're only reach your max level is level 60. Like, well, you know, we're not talking about
0: Warcraft. Time. So, Lane, you got a game?
1: <laughs> I do, yeah. Um, yeah, fight Warcraft. Yeah, <laughs> <This> <laughs> is motherfuckers out. You're talking
0: about Avengers all of a sudden. Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, a you want to talk about Diablo next, pal? And then you can ride right. a unicorn, <laughs> and then you can ride whatever you want. Yeah.
1: <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. So I kind of mentioned earlier that I have always kind of wanted to get into Metroidvania type games, uh, but Dev, was always kind of let down, but um you know what since we started doing the podcast i mean a good amount of the games that we've picked have been the kind of those type of games and i have kind of started getting more into them uh especially with this last one like i was saying i wasn't really super into these or i always wanted to be and i never really got grasped by a specific game but this one did it for me um but another one was like minecraft like i used to like hate the concept of minecraft i'm like you can't punch a tree and take out a block of a fucking tree and the rest of the trees just fucking floating there it's not how the, trees work you punch the trees <laughs> not... to get the
3: wood and then you get the wood to make the
1: axe what are well, you not
3: getting <laughs> about this
1: yeah, so like that always pissed me off when i was younger i was like it's so dumb but uh i picked it up earlier you know early on in the quarantine stages of last year as i'm sure a lot of people dear do. god that's a good time um,
3: to do it for
1: yeah. sure yeah and, you know, Warren uh, and I, we kind of played through a world for a little bit, but after a while, we just went into creative, and that's what I loved the most. I mean, we built, like, this dope-ass fucking sprawling mansion with a garden and a farm and shit, and it was, it was dope. It was dope just to be able to go in and play that. We're and building our future. Well, <laughs> it was just cool because, you know, I'm in, like, the business of building design and stuff, and so it was cool to actually, like, just build like a dream home you know and, and yeah. like a place like that it's just so easy to do um so I that was really that, cool
3: i love that that hits a specific thing for you <laughs> <in> that, <laughs> it like, does it is <laughs> no it's, it's really cool that, that that's yeah. your job and like i so I, I i say the same thing about like german people and they really like play simulation games right like that's how that's what they do to unwind right Is yeah. those people get home and they play farming simulator for like You're hours right. and hours and hours, <laughs> and that's like what they're into. Glad that you found something that hits you in that way and hit in a specific yeah, cool. way to like your occupation.
1: Don't yeah, walk, it was really it dope, and MMP it was cool. You know, there's shit. just all the different mechanics that's in that right. game, figuring out how it all works, like water source blocks and and shit like that. And figuring it all know, out was really mean, cool. Huh?
3: <laughs> Do you Nothing. like this? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, I, I actually, one thing I will say about Minecraft that I like is that that whole, like, you can make a working calculator in that game with how the yes. switches work and stuff fuck like that. Fuck you and
0: fuck Minecraft. Johnny, what's your game?
4: <laughs> <laughs> um, Shit. I mean, hey, I, I always go back to Binding of Isaac. <laughs> always so you, <laughs> you never, you of never, heart, never yeah you yeah. never hated it
0: yeah <laughs> you're just like an abusive
2: uh, relationship the, the, like a game you the gave a second
1: chance or a genre or something
4: <laughs> the, 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 beginning of the of it kind of, doesn't even know the question no <laughs> 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 no the, the beginning of it sucks too because just uh it takes a long time to unlock all the floors like all the content in the game so it it definitely that part of it it was super hard and draw me away from it. You're, you're minimum, and it, this is, if you're lucky in completely other, other variables, you have to complete 25 runs to unlock everything. Yeah. Just
2: say you appreciate Gears of War judgment. <laughs>
3: I will not. I will not. No, you can't lose. No. Johnny and I are purists. There's no way. There's
4: no way that that's happening. If I wanted a Halo Gears of War, I would ask for.
0: Yeah. If I wanted to play as Baird, I'd go ahead and fuck up my multiplayer character. Thank you very much.
3: <laughs> but yeah, I just kind of wanted to to bring that up because, you know, we did Justin
1: say anything? Yeah, Justin,
3: did you have, yeah, did you have yeah, I threw in
0: with Dylan. Was it, mine was Dylan. Dark Souls too. That was why I fucking, oh, gotcha. That was why I harped on him about it so much up front. I think <laughs> it gotcha. really
3: does take a Something like a, a friend who really enjoys it as well. That's that I like that will do our, a lot. Yeah, that's what I like about our podcast is that you know, as we sit here and we talk about these things, like hopefully we're inspiring people to play. You know, their these titles because yeah. it's not a, they didn't give it a fair shake, but you can get some hype built around it. And you know, I loved yeah, the, yeah. Justin's enthusiasm for those games was enough. For me to be like, okay, maybe there's something here. And then, you know.
0: You just have to believe there's fun behind the pain. <laughs> <laughs> you make yeah. your
3: own fun. It's fun. We're having fun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Eventually the blood just starts to taste good. I don't have to tell you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, well, yeah, that was a good topic. I mean, get a little nostalgia on some games we've gone back to. Um, yeah, so uh, Kyle, did we that? When we do Kyle's subject? We no? Have not. Kyle, uh, yeah. Kyle, what do well, you years? want to talk about, Kyle? Give where did they report. touch you,
2: Kyle? Show us on book
1: report and touch you. That was stupid. <laughs> Show me on this bear where they touched you.
0: Where the book report touched.
1: you. <laughs> and write a book report about
2: it. <laughs> I didn't want to write
3: it. I want a trauma report. I want tra-
2: I want a
0: traumatic don't book report. I didn't want to write it. <laughs> hey, um, up?
2: mine is more about how. Do you guys feel about microtransactions now? Do you feel like they're destroying multiplayer? Do you think you guys don't mind it with multiplayer?
0: I'm curious why what you like what do you see them as destroying in multiplayer?
2: Like there's some games out there where you can just pay to get certain weapons like there are. like yeah. like I guess like Call of Duty too like if you guys already some people but, can already buy the battle pass and already get stuff unlocked right away.
1: Yeah, if but the, if if you uh if you upgrade your weapons and you can just build out every single loadout that anybody can buy.
3: There's some, no so there are some things that I so I agree with Kyle. Not to one, give you an advantage. No, yeah, there is. So one no, of there's the, not. one yes, shut up. I'm going to tell you.
1: No, you right? shut up. There's not. <laughs> there's not. There's,
0: <laughs> so I feel like Lane's only talking about Call of Duty. Yeah.
3: Yes, I am. Oh, Okay, so not yeah. not in Call of Duty. No. Okay. Um my more recent example was just Destiny 2 now that Felicia's playing that game, um, they do have, like... So if you play in competitive PvE or PvP um, and you have the DLC for that game, there are weapons that are specific to that DLC that you could still compete with other people with, and they have very succinct advantages when it comes to, like, the abilities that they carry. So I do sympathize a little bit with Kyle in that respect and that, like... Or in Rainbow Six Siege, right? There's characters that you have to buy right? And those characters have very specific abilities, you yeah, know, that for are sometimes sure. better for sure. than your character. Don't get me wrong, you can earn credit in the game to buy them.
1: Like, you can earn... You know, so you don't have to actually spend money, you can grind yeah. and fucking... Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah them, if you, you know, want but... to turn it into your second job, basically. No, for that's sure. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you'll get
2: They one. practically
1: force you to do it, that's the point of it, but... Yeah. Uh, Pretty
2: yeah. much. They try and make it now to where they're like... You can try, like... That was the thing with like Star Wars Battlefront too. They like said you can try to earn these those like characters that play as those Jedi's in the game in multiplayer, but they said it would take around a total of like fifty-two hours for you to try and get it. Where they're right. like, oh, you that's spend
1: nothing. That's like a little over stuff. a work week worth of work. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> so
0: off,
2: yeah, so week people off. don't have
0: the time for that. People <laughs> would just rather give the money
2: and then just make it <laughs> to where other people.
1: Well, you some
2: just people don't enjoy shouldn't spend
1: their vacation time on frivolous vacations <laughs> to Tahiti and put some fucking grind time in on Star Wars. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think that I've, I've really
3: appreciated DLC when it comes to, like, single-player experiences because I've always enjoyed, like,
1: yeah, being able sure. to add
3: content oh, on yeah. I start, that is I start to yeah. draw a line personally with multiplayer and competitive advantages because um it's just whoever's biggest money wins at that point so I,
1: mean, I almost you know. put i've almost have always put dlc in like a different category from microtransactions oh yeah right? it is it Cause, is cuz you know it used to be you are just downloading like an additional like chapter of the game that kind of gives you a little bit more after yeah. you get the game a skin pack something like that a skin like pack that. or yeah, something yeah. but now you're right dlc is is basically turn into every single thing you buy on the game, which includes, you know, the microtransactions like like we're talking about. And I, I totally agree. Like if you buy DLC that gives you weapons, I mean, I don't know, Rainbow Six is just Pardon a me. different monster of its own. Yeah, but yeah. like later I didn't mean to put
3: that what up it was like a direct example,
1: but yeah, it is No, but it is and it, but it also kinda goes along with this. But like you shouldn't be able to buy DLC for a game that gives you specific like weapons, and then go into matchmaking and murk on people that didn't buy yeah. that. Like, like that's not fair. Like, I, I, it's almost that with Call of Duty. I know what you're saying because people can just buy a specific weapon with like attachments that you do need to grind to unlock. But at the same time, it's you can grind a, a single weapon for like three or two and a half hours maybe in multiplayer on search and destroy and unlock and level that weapon up completely. Like it doesn't take super long.
0: I think the difference there is like, yeah, it's, it's the difference of like if you kill me and I had a different scope than you, like, Oh, so that that's, that's basically my fault. Yeah, if if you showed up with a gun that shoots twice as fast and the bullets do three times as much damage, like uh, right. right,
1: yeah, you <laughs> shoot fucking lasers at me and I'm over here with a pea shooter, like, this, right? And <laughs> I, don't, I don't even have the option to get that gun the way that I'm playing the game. There, there's right. this
3: gun that it's in Destiny and it has this very special ability. It's the only one that has it, and it can freeze people in place for like a second and a half, right? Like, imagine, the, imagine yes.
1: the fucking advantage that that gives you. Yeah, that is like, so fucked you, up. Are you kidding? Have not been banned from that game. I know. How is there not been a specific <laughs> playlist created for DLC guns? I know. Like, <laughs> if you want them included. <laughs> or like, make it an option if you want to be in the playlist, even if you don't have the DLC guns. It's just like, you can still join that if you want to. Otherwise, come over here. Like, <laughs> at least you give people the option. Maybe that other playlist without the DLC gun sucks. And it's full with a bunch of people that just didn't want to buy the DLC and are bad at the game because, you know, maybe that sucks. But at least they give you the option to go that way. Maybe Um, it would lessen the blow a little bit because you're making the choice to go on the other server. I
3: think, so I have a friend, his name's Greg, and I think a a couple of you have met him. Um, We used to work with him. Long ago. And he, so him and I, he's the one who got me into Rainbow Six Siege, right? And one of the things that Greg really prided himself with was the fact that, he had all the operators unlocked, and he never spent a dime, right? Then he got to the point where he could build up enough money before the new operators came out so he would play right. enough that he had enough banked to buy all three or all four. Damn, that's and, fucking insane. But it was, it was sheer the playtime. It was the only thing Literally. that he fucking played was that game. Like, it would, he would get on at night. He'd play for fucking six to eight hours until we all got frustrated, and then we go to bed and that's exactly what we played every day or like Smite, yeah. you know, Smite's that way. You know, it has to be an obsession for it to be a viable alternative like for you to be competitive.
1: Right?
2: Yeah. 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 The problem was you don't get any weapons it's just oh he got that fucking skin
0: yeah see that uh, skins are a different thing for me like that's i don't that, buy skins personally so like from my perspective it's like save your fucking money or yeah. don't like and that's in most
1: cases thing. in God, most cases in video games like you can unlock skins on the way even like just free ones that you get by leveling up you know so it's not like you don't you have to stick with the same fucking skin so, and you feel doing... like you have to buy a battle pass. You do get, you know, if for Fortnite, for example. You buy the battle pass. You have the opportunity to unlock, you know, better skins. But even if you don't, you still can and will unlock skins as you level up in Fortnite. So I think if, definitely if not as many. If we're talking
3: about Sorry. multiplayer, no, you're good. I, um, if we're talking about multiplayer um, microtransactions, I don't think we can talk about that without talking about loot boxes, right? Yeah. So, yeah. like, how does everybody feel about loot boxes and that the legislation that. that's come out about child gambling wow. and, you know, things like that. Like, you know, I think that
0: it all boils down to me to competitive advantage. If you're offering things that could yeah. give people yeah. a potential serious competitive advantage, I'll never buy a game your studio produces. If you're offering things to people that they just aren't smart enough to not spend money on and the child predate like pre- being predatory on like younger audiences is a separate thing. I'm just Absolutely. thinking about us as adults with yeah. our own credit cards. Yeah. Like yeah. if you spend a hundred thousand dollars on skin, that's your fucking deal. Like that yeah, you did right. that. Gives you no effect, advantage.
1: It's not yeah. like you yeah. Not it's
0: like, the, like you're the buying
1: deal. the right to win the game. Kyle, <laughs>
3: Kyle and I had this guy that we worked with, his name's Derek. And he would Um, He played Smite, and that was the only game he ever played. And one time I asked Derek, I was like, how much have you put into this game? Um, You know, like if you're comfortable with telling me. And at the time, this was probably three years ago now. It's probably more now. But he was like, you know, I've put like $3,400 into this
1: game. Jesus Christ. And that's. I mean, but, to, okay, so... He's, that's where they get their cheap. fucking money. Those that's why Fortnite's free. He's
3: played, right. he's played so many hours of this game that I looked at him, and I was like, you know what? If if you like it, you like it, right? And they're not competitive advantage things. They're skins, stuff yeah, like right. that. Um, so, it's, you know, it's not necessarily a competitive advantage, but talking about how you're an adult with your own credit card, you can ruin your life how you see fit. Like, yeah. that's... Um, You know, they give them the option to, and they add more shit every fucking month, right? So they give them more and more option to buy skins for characters and stuff like that. So, I think it you have to strike a fine balance between what you're offering is it predatory or not, right? Like, is it that is something to consider
1: for sure? Yeah, if it's
3: is it a succinct advantage or not? Like Justin said, I I will not purchase a game that you could just buy me out. Of like yeah. uh, I don't I don't like that. But, yeah, but
1: yeah,
3: but you know, there's games like I
1: know this it's like is buying a, a gold medal in the Olympics. That's the right. Like, like- <laughs> you, uh, there,
3: there's games that we as a group don't even play, and that like FIFA has been notorious for microtransactions. Oh, um, Madden and oh, am sorry to- yeah, no, you Mass Effect Three. Yes. Was a worse one. You could roll for loot boxes in that game that contained versions of weapons that did more damage than other people. Yeah. Right? So like. That's insane. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's a matter of like like Justin said, does it provide you a competitive advantage? We had a friend of ours, James, that he tried so hard to get this weapon so bad. We all Black got Widow. A, we all got a better one than he did, and he spent quadruple. Would anybody oh, spend like, in the group ticket? Oh it? my god! Yeah, I got it in my
0: first kidding. chest. I forgot yeah. about
4: that. Yeah, yeah ass. That's next three to Black Widow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just got the game, and then uh, like yeah. within two boxes, I got it. And he was like, <laughs> "What the
0: fuck?"
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. His ass was like a hundred dollars in at that point.
2: You
3: know? <laughs> but yeah, I think that you know, it's a. It's a good opportunity for some people who want to expand on their experience in a game that they really like to play. Um, I don't want to see microtransactions disappear, but I do want to see um, advantage-bringing microtransactions disappear entirely. There's not one that I like. Um, Absolutely. There's no
1: reason for it to exist.
3: Yeah, it's literally to yeah. suck money out of people. It is a direct play mm-hmm. yeah. right, to get you exactly. to buy that. It's a marketing it's the thing. only
1: reason. Yeah.
3: So, you know, that I don't like. I love DLC for games that are story-driven because that always, you know, adds some yeah. kind of material to it. But.
1: Material, context, story. It gives you something more, adds to the game that you bought the game for, you know? Um, so, yeah, that was uh, it was interesting, for sure. But, um, Justin, what do you want to talk about? Kyle, you're talking I... to done with... <laughs>
0: um i want to ask you guys if i'm the only one who feels like open world single player games could be like a little less (laughs) long than they are now here's i want to i want to preface this we all know that i'm talking about assassin's creed odyssey in particular right now but i am speaking more broadly about the genre and what i really mean is like i'm not a hundred percenter. I don't go into a game trying to like get every collectible and do every side quest. But I am like an yeah. eighty to ninety percenter. Like I want to play the fun side quests and I want to be like.
1: <laughs> Sorry guys, vape god got, got <laughs> vaped out there for a second.
0: <laughs> Does your fucking mic have a mute button?
1: <laughs> Push the talk, <Yeah>. sir. I <laughs> actually. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh- <laughs>
4: um
0: but okay so i'm gonna go back in just like talking about like i want to like i want to beat like 80 to 90 percent of your game i want to like hit the like major fun side quest and like with assassin's creed Odyssey in particular like i'm not going out of my way to do side quests you have to do them to kill the members of this cult that like has 50 fucking members in it that you're like progressively working through in order to knock out one of the major odyssey quests of okay, the game so like i'm it's only a trying first
3: side quest that's
0: so yeah. weird and like, i'm just yeah. i'm just trying to beat their main like quest i paid for the deluxe edition and i'm trying to beat the main like three odysseys and the dlc shit and it has so far taken like 175 hours and i don't have that kind of fucking time in my life like <laughs> it's insane to me
4: so, yeah so you you kind of want like uh going back to like Fallout 3 New Vegas kind of style Yeah 3. I was just yeah. thinking like critical
3: path
2: it. that you can yeah. follow that, and you yeah. can deviate a little bit off of it every time like a while. Sky, Skyrim where you can do all that different stuff in a big world but it's like I'll get to it later like it's not well, mandatory
0: for me Like yeah. back in the day like I you know we played the shit out of New Vegas and 3 and yes. like we put like a hundred hours into the two of them. Like, it's, we, or like uh,
3: we pissed my mom off so bad because we printed off a guidebook for three and for <laughs> new Vegas. And they were like fucking 350 pages long or some shit like that.
2: Like or ran like, the toner out. Paper just yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah.
3: And, and I think that in that time of our life, it was a welcomed thing. We, we spent every day together, you know, he came over to my house, you know, a good majority yeah. of the time. And we just wanted something to play, and we traded. We we gave each other the controller and just traded off. Like an incredible Those were the days. experience like that. But I agree in that there are only a select few games a year that give my kind of time like that. Like yeah. I played Persona 5 Royale when I bought it, and I'm a huge JRPG nerd. I love everything Japan. I love you know, playing, you know, any kind of game like that, Final Fantasy, all of that. So I'm a hundred percenter in those games, right? When I yeah. buy it, I'm finding fucking everything and I'm following a hundred percent guide to the T, to the point that I will reload saves to redo something, right? But yeah, it's so rare that something is worth that to me that I'm willing to give it that kind of time. So, no, I totally understand that not every fucking single-player game has to be a 300-hour commitment to do Critical Path. Like, that's so stupid. Like, Uh and it's disrespectful to the player's time, too,
2: I feel like.
1: Like, Absolutely,
2: Critical Path, for sure. Yeah, that's why I think I'm nervous to buy Valhalla, because I just, it looks fun. I just don't, I think I'm just going to get so annoyed with it that I'm like, when am I going to get back to the story?
0: I really wanted to play Valhalla until I'd heard it was longer than Odyssey. And I dare you,
3: I dare you to drop a game like that and try and come back to it. It's miserable. Yeah, like, right? you leave yeah. that for any extended period of time and you try and come back and relearn that shit. It's a pain in the ass. <clears throat> yeah. Total disincentive I, to do that. Like, so you're yeah, not spending I mean, I, my time in any means like that. Like, you're not, you know, giving my life any consideration when it comes to building this long-ass game. I do,
1: like, enjoy, like, the last Assassin's Creed I played were the two seafaring ones. So, the one where you're straight up a pirate, and then the other one where you're not necessarily a pirate, but you can still sail and stuff.
0: Assassin's Creed 3?
1: Was that 3 where you could sail, but you're not a pirate?
0: Yes, I'm pretty sure Connor had a ship.
3: Yes, and, um... Yeah, oh, okay. and then you got in Black Flag. You got to actually get the boat, Black, and then you yeah.
2: were the pirate. Okay. Those ones made sure that you still stuck with the story, though. That's why it was. That's what enjoyable. I was just about to
1: say. Was that like I really liked those because you know those those were the days of Assassin's Creed where it was totally open world with side quests and stuff, but you could also mainline mm-hmm. the critical path and just get through yeah. the game. It's not like the critical path, like you're saying, mm-hmm. takes over a hundred. Fucking fifty hours, like that's insane. And the, um, there's, there's so I totally definitely a and to it. You
2: got to at least, if you really like a game like that, like you enjoy open world games like that, then you're like, you still get to go. If you, it just depends on if you're enjoying the game as much. And you're like, there's so much I can do. I'm the only game I'm ever yeah. going to play. Then yeah, that's going to be worth it to
0: you. Well, but, it's interesting because right they right have. They have Odyssey marketed in that way where like there's like ongoing quests from like the Ubisoft market and shit like that that they release and it seems like there's seasons and stuff and it's like what are you this is a single player game. What are you doing? Make your game, make it fun, tell your story, let me go on to my next yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, you know,
2: I think that, and to be honest, I'm a little nervous cuz Halo's going to be doing that the new Halo it is going to be open world.
3: A, it's a games as a service as well, so they're going to be adding shit to it and stuff like that. So yeah, you want to bet your ass, fucking Hitman, dude! Another example of this, right? Yeah. The newest Hitman game, you <clears throat> had the mainline story and the missions and stuff like that, but they dropped these like um, kills that you could do. There were missions that that were seasonal um, in in kind of scope, and I kind of enjoyed that because you still had a game that was a singular experience, and then you could do extra shit on top of it. But, yeah trying to keep me in this open world that's why i bucked so hard against uh, fallout 76 i had no interest in doing something like that <clears throat> like okay. i really didn't i'm like i like the story of fallout i like an open world game but i don't want to be consistently called back to this to do it like i just yeah. kind of want to eat the elephant one bite at a time i guess but no, it's an interesting conversation because I think you're right, and it's trending that way of like, oh, we need to give them more and more and more and more. But even quality suffers at that point. Like you yeah. can't tell a nice story, a concise story would just constantly berating me with content and material. I mean, like, I mean,
1: Assassin's Creed is literally just turning into like a fucking history book. Like you're you're going through every detail of how an event happens, as opposed to like them giving you the setup and you know, the through a little bit of the setup. <laughs> And then, you know, you fight through the major event, now it's like, oh, this is this that leads to this that leads to that that led to this, and now then this, and now then that. And now, guess what? (laughs) It's a big thing, but it's not the biggest thing you find out after that. So now there's another thing. Here's another thing. There's another thing. Here's another thing. Like the fact that they had the fucking... Almost a big one. Almost a big one.
0: The fact that they had the audacity to add a second cult to that game really fucking (laughs) drives me insane. (laughs) (laughs) I was... Fucking 45 members deep into these goddamn people. Working my way through the last eight, and I found the second one? Oh, okay. Cool.
3: Awesome. Thanks for wasting my time. I wouldn't have finished yeah. this one if I knew that there was three more after this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> these are tricking me, asshole. Right. Really yeah. appreciate it. Like, yeah, I can't stand that. And I think it's a good topic because I think as games, um, as expectations of games get bigger and bigger we talked about like the cost of games and cost of development and what we're going to be paying for games like i think that they're always going to fans are always going to expect more material but really you don't want that like in the end like you're going to play and you're going to be disappointed right quality over quantity yeah absolutely tell me a cool story i think that's why i liked uh Tale so much yeah that's that's uh,
1: part of what we talked about with it was that it was just such a mainline story, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, it. You, I mean, there was like minimal, minimal like side exploration. Like while you're working through a level, look through all the tents, but it's not like you can go through the rest of the fucking town. And you just, are, it kept you on track. You got to the end of the story. You you fought some crazy rat tornadoes, and that was it. <laughs> <that. laughs>
3: you know, and and I think everybody can relate in that like with the first Assassin's Creed games. I feel like were the perfect yeah
1: that's what went, i was saying it was like yeah. two or three
3: cities that you would maybe travel to and there was some um outside of the animus play and like that was about it right, right? like and it told a really it was, good story
1: it I was maximum like. open world but there was a, a critical path you would follow that would take you to the end of the story yeah and um
3: and if you just wanted to parkour yeah. a little bit you could just yeah. <laughs> parkour for days <laughs> you just parkour
0: and it was cool <laughs> all like, day you, long you could turn it into 100-hour experience of parkour if you wanted to. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely.
3: Yeah, but you didn't require me to parkour because, you know, that I have to get these feathers and shit and, like, whatever.
1: <laughs> I have to get these feathers. All right, well, uh, yeah. So uh, I think we all don't want them to turn into 150-hour mainline experiences. Uh, give me Thanks for critical that. Give me a critical path, dude, that I can follow and get through. Like, and give me some side exploration, but don't make the side exploration part of the critical path.
3: If 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 games mm-hmm. trended that way, I truly feel like I I wouldn't be able to play all the games that came out that year because, and I feel yeah. like I'd be missing a lot yeah. of. I already hobby. feel that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this like, one game. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh my god, you have to play this game!" But it's like this is the fourth one that people have told me I had to play, and they're all two out two hundred hours long. Like right, I don't. Yeah. I don't have the time for that, so, yeah. You know, but I think it's an interesting interesting topic, and I agree 100%. Yeah, man, for sure.
1: Well, uh, Johnny, what do you got?
4: Uh, so, this is going to be my Avengers topic. Uh, Your Avengers uh, topic? <laughs> it's uh, the new DLC just... Uh, hey,
1: Diablo started that first, okay? <laughs> True. <laughs> I
4: did start that with Diablo first, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I guess the, I just uh, read about this today that the trailer had just dropped for a new Binding of Isaac DLC. Uh, Today is uh, the January 27th, 2021, and the release date, so it's actually happening. They actually gave a release date for this one. They didn't for the last DLC. Uh, It's March 31st this year, this year. And they're still
3: making DLC for that game. How old is it? Same. Well, they said,
4: that, so previously they said that the last DLC that came out was going to be the last one, but, so this, this whole thing uh, comes from uh, modders that had modded the game from the previous uh, DLC Rebirth, and they did such a good job, like, they made extra floors, tons of new bosses, tons of new enemies, that uh, the head of the game, Ed, was just so impressed, he brought them onto the team to make a new DLC, that's, and that's what it's <laughs> an
3: amazing way to do it. I love yeah. to see shit like that because I'm a big aftermarket community-driven experiences kind of person. I like that shit,
1: especially like, when it's quality fucking work. You know?
4: Yeah, yeah. And it, it, they you know, did really like cool. all. You can go back and see like a a bunch of videos on YouTube of how much they actually put into this uh, this mod, and it just wasn't up to date. So I think that's why. I, they had brought them in to kind of update it with the DLC that had just came out because they were modding it on the one that previously came out. Yeah. So they couldn't format it. <laughs> yeah, they had but, yeah. they
3: had the people who, who developed it that actually had the material and the game and access to the game and then they had um, right you know these people who wanted to implement a mod I think that's super cool. That's the a hundred percent the way to do it. And that's it answered my question because you know if people are still playing it, right? Um, then you would assume that there's still interest. You know, people are modding it and taking the
4: time to do so. Yeah, like uh, the the creator actually made uh, the newest DLC before before this one's coming out. Uh, he made it a lot easier, like an actual mod system within the PC game that you could actually. Go in and make your own items and stuff like that.
3: Oh, that'd be cool! Yeah, doing but, stuff in the Steam Workshop and shit like
4: that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah,
3: Integrating with that—that's you know, I've always cool. I've, I've always liked that in a in a developer that's like super down to chase that shit with them. Oh yeah, for
4: sure. It's always good to see like other people's ideas compared to like your team that is centered around uh, some like your game. So you get these ideas from a team or whatever but then you see what the community comes up with and maybe they'll yeah. throw out some really good ideas.
2: Yeah, right. that, that's yeah. cool. Like, that's the same thing with like Skyrim and Fallout when they allowed mods to be in the game, like in consoles. You've got to like do some other fun stuff with it to right. just change the yeah. story in your own.
1: Like Thomas the Train. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> well, you know, it's like those people who built that um, whole secondary um, you know, a campaign to Skyrim. It was just a fan-made project that has, you know, a lot of the elements that people wanted to see in it and stuff yep. like that. There's – I don't know if Johnny saw it, but there's a – have you ever watched uh, Awesome Games Done
4: Quick, the people who speed run and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, I've, I've seen uh, GDQ, a lot of yeah. those.
3: So they have a run of um, Binding of Isaac in that, and one time the developer actually got on the call – Right, and was watching them play it, and was like commenting on you know as they're going through, and that's that whole community-driven experience. Super cool. Like I like Binding of Isaac and the developer for that reason.
4: Yeah, the the last DLC that dropped, uh, a bunch of the streamers that had just uh, just started that DLC, the creator of the game actually came into a lot of their chats and just chatted with them too, which was really cool.
3: Super super neat, and I'm actually really looking forward to. To seeing what they can do with that,
4: you know, yeah, yeah, I hope to see a lot more content because it'll keep me <laughs> intertwined more than so than it already is.
3: It better be a topic of conversation throughout our podcast because I want to hear updates on that shit after it comes out.
1: yeah <laughs> well, uh cool, well, we had like, a lot of great topics tonight, um, a lot of cool things to talk about, and obviously, we all had pretty great things to say about Hollow night, uh, generally positive review. Again, we'll have the links to that. um, We'll probably probably do the the game guide in that as well.
3: Probably do an update next podcast if people decided to finish it as well. We'll
1: give a little time to people, uh, if they want to chat about final thoughts on it. Yeah, for sure. And uh, maybe Devin and Evan will have some things to say about it too if they've had time to to play it at all. Uh, Who knows about Devin? He's got a little baby now. so. But uh, yeah, so as far as next month, uh, our game of the month we decided on will be Control. It's um, a pretty interesting game. It looks like it's got government agencies involved with paranormal activities and maybe a little superpower element (laughs) to it or something like that. But um, it looks really cool. So um, that'll be our game of the month next month. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please remember to like and subscribe to the podcast if you liked what you heard, and if you didn't, recommend it to a friend who has better taste. And then, um, <laughs> everybody's been killing it. Dude. We've gotten such great viewership, and we've got great feedback. So really That's awesome. And <laughs> and you know, if you have any comments, if you want to add anything to any of the topics that we talked about, please feel free to shoot us an email at the email that we link. And who knows, maybe one of these days we'll put up a Twitter page or something to make that a little easier. But for now, if you have something you want to add to any of the topics we discussed, please feel free to send them to our email, and um, maybe we'll do a little bonus where we read some of those or something like that. But for now, we'll thank you for tuning in.
0: We'll do our best to get our southern accents back next month, too. There we go. <laughs>
3: We're going to have to, like, kidnap them. Yeah, you know, get I, back in I, here. I have been actively bullying Evan at work about this, so we'll have to, we'll have to see how this goes. But I've, I have been
2: working on it in person. So. And these people better get ready for a D&D podcast. It's-
1: That's true. We're all That's super true. soaked on the D&D. A something in the works for you guys I'm behind the scenes here. We've been kind of working on a D&D situation. It's our first playthrough. None of us have ever done it before. And if we have, uh, I think Evan's the only one who has, and he hasn't done it in decades, it sounds like. So it'll be interesting. It'll be funny. We'll probably make a lot of f- crazy mistakes and stupid calls. but No mistakes. <laughs> no, no mistakes. <laughs> All uh, that. Voice acting. I think we'll have one coming out uh, hopefully next month, our first podcast of that. So um, be looking out for that. But for now, thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you. Like and subscribe. Leave us comments. Give us feedback. But uh, we'll catch you next time. Thanks, everybody. Congrats, Devin. Congrats, Devin. Congrats. Hey, you got a cute baby. So dope. <laughs> oh, come on Devin next month. Taya. Talk about her. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Good night, everybody.
0: Lies
2: credit to the private as they I the pocket, I do the last size pocket, I don't have the pocket, I don't have the pocket, I don't have the I don't have the pocket, I the pocket, I don't have the fucking I don't I don't have the I don't have the I do I
0: do I don't I don't have the pocket, I the I
1: I'm <tries> not